Which one's the record button? The one that's big and red. Uh, that one says the history eraser button. It is also marked do not press this button. Well, there is an addendum. Do not press this button in a gravity well. And there seems to be an addendum to this. Kevin, this means you. Okay. Uh, there is an addendum to the addendum. Paige, this also means you. And I, there's, there's, there, there was there's a third one that fell on the floor here. What's this say? Chroma, who let you on this ship? <laughs> Does Galen know any of these people? Galen's got connections. He's a bard, and he totally knows Daldane. I mean, that doesn't shock me. Everyone totally knows Daldane. I reckon but, Dylan and Daldane would get on. Okay, with that said, hello and welcome to Hit and Abyss, <laughs> a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign. I am Crash, I will be your DM for the evening tonight. I am joined by a bunch of awesome people. As usual, we have Chris, we have Ellie hanging out in chat, we have Jen, we have Cindy. Paige is somewhere, uh, possibly recovering, so she might be dropping in. We'll see. So, sadly, we're not starting this particular session with a page recap. Uh, we, we don't have page time, but I will ask, what did happen last week? We fought some water elementals that weren't water elementals. They were, they had a squishy elf core, which, inside and out game... Paige mentioned wanting to figure out how many licks to get to the center of an elf core. Right. Ugh. Which, mm-hmm. disturbing. Disturbed everyone, I would think. Yeah. It's Paige. Yes. We <laughs> finally got a nice rest after having three fights. Mm-hmm. And then we garnered peace between the dwarves and the elves now that they know that it wasn't each other that flooded the town. It was the Kraken. Tempted and they sealed... By the sounds of it. Yeah. And they sealed the deal with a spit... Filled handshake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeping yeah, in mind that the forest nation of Skelvar has been underwater for five years now mm-hmm. with countless refugees scattered about and currently under siege by an army of Sahuigan that have been pretending to be wood elves and dwarves. That unnamed administrator had his most horrifying moment of his long, centuries-long life when he had to shake hands with a dwarf who had just spat into his hand. Oh, and I almost forgot. Raheem stood on the ceiling to assert dominance. Yes. Yes. (laughs) As she does. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that instead of posting that as an out-of-context quote, all I had to do was boost the one that you posted yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It It was fitting and glorious. I'm glad that it existed. Mm -hmm. It's been a few days since that momentous occasion. Uh, The dwarves and the high elves and the wood elves have banded together and have been working to try to fight back uh, against the Sahuagin. There's a considerable number of them. It's almost as if they've been building an army for an invasion for quite some time. Mm. Yes, and... Uh, they are significantly motivated, let's put it this way as well. Uh, there have been some efforts to curtail this. Uh, there's been some research going into ways to kind of unflood Skelvar as a whole. And some of this research has been brought to the attention of Secretary Nightbreeze. And he called the party in to have a conversation. Uh, when you enter his office, he is there with a dwarf who you have not seen before. Uh, he's wearing what could pass for leather armor, although you suspect that it's not used so much for combat so much as it's used to prevent blast damage from injuring him too much. Basically from the scorch marks. That's your best guess. Oh, okay. And there is also a barrel sitting on top of Secretary Nightbreeze's desk. It is right on top of the paper's well, the ones that weren't knocked off the desk when it was placed on the desk. So there's a bunch of them scattered around. I imagine when the window was open to let Fahim in, more of them got blown in various places. <laughs> and Secretary Nightbreeze just sighed heavily when that occurred and shook his head. And as you all come in, he says, glad you could make it, if I may introduce Mr. I can't believe that's really your name. Barrel Blaster! Yes, it is! That's not the real name. I'll have you know, it. it it's a Fine name with generations of tradition. What makes a name real anyway? If people call you it, it's real. Fair enough. 
Damn people have been calling people in my family barrel blasters for, oh, hundreds of years. It's a glorious thing. Uh, got the name because we invented a new kind of mining. You'll never guess how. Exploding barrels. Okay, you did guess. She's a smart one. Anyway. And, and Secretary Nightbreeze is talking through his hand, which you're beginning to think might be permanently face-palmed. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Can we get to the business at hand with the barrel Please, yes. thing? Ah, yes. Wonderful. Well, you see, me and the boys and uh, some of the wood elves and some of the high elves were getting together and trying to think about you know ways that we can stop all these hooligan types. There's the hooligan. Yeah, that's what I said. Hooligan types. From, <laughs> you know. That's kind of fitting, you know. I, mean, I thought so, yes. Yeah, exactly. They come and make trouble, so... I like her. It works. In any case, we were trying to think about how we can stop all these hooligan types from coming into Skelvar, because as quick as we're killing them, there's more coming in, and it's a bit of a problem. So, the Wood Elves have this thing that they can do. They're druids, where they can make, like, walls that are covered in thorns and stuff, and that's kind of neat, but, you know, it, it's kind of localized. You gotta use spell slots for that never been too big on spell slots i prefer to blow things up but you know what do i know and the arcane types the high elves they found ways to you know create little gems that could hold a certain type of spell in them until the gem is damaged in some way and then poof the spell is cast which is kind of neat so what we needed was something that could spread out a bunch of gems and damage them all at once and then he goes and he slaps his hand really hard on the barrel on the desk. Secretary Nightbreeze visibly flinches. So yeah, we got a bunch of these. And uh, we were thinking, best thing to do is to go out to the coastline. Well, where the coastline used to be. It, I guess it's still there. It's just a bit... Get to the point. Ah, yes. Well, there's some reefs at that coastline that we could, say, augment magically. And... Uh, combustively we just need to get there and uh distribute the payload and we're destroying those reefs why exactly oh no not destroying the reefs making them bigger oh okay and adding exactly all right and sorry not a coastal city so i'm not i'm assuming not so much with the boats yes uh, the skelvar forest does have or did have a coastline um, off to the northeast. But we've never really been interested in sailing vessels. We've left that to the other nations. So we're a bit shorthanded on that. In the past five years, we have developed a decent number of boats, but they are much smaller, shallower draft craft meant for basically going through what's now a swamp. They don't carry many barrels. And we're going to need a lot of these things. Yes. And I suppose from your stunned silence, which, believe me, it's a mood, that you're wondering where all of you come in. Uh-huh. Well, as things happen, many of the Wood Elves have gotten together and with some advice from your Dragonborn friends... Uh, Grown a boat. A quite large boat, in fact. Sorry, grown? Grown a boat? I've never heard of this. Well... I didn't know boats grew on trees. Out of them, apparently, if you coax them in the right direction. It's rather ingenious work. In any case, we have a boat. What we don't have are a number of experienced sailors. And... Ash swears on Tiefling. And Infernal. <laughs> Uh, leaning into that sailor skint, I see. Yes, I do believe that young Ash over here has reached the inevitable conclusion of where we're going with this. Our options are appoint an experienced sailor to the position of captain of this new boat, or accept a political appointee. I, for one, would like to see the job get done and not have the sailing vessel stall halfway through its journey because someone decides they need to appoint a political committee and discuss the various ways to have breakfast. Oh, my. Okay. Um, 
who has actual sailing experiences. Appointing a captain is one thing. Um, having an actual crew that knows what the hell they're doing is a completely different thing. I've been on two boats in my lifetime. One was attacked by a squid and we teleported away. The other was a small rowboat that I got out and pulled. Right, right. And um, I've been on one quite, it seems like a long time ago that sank. Before the one I met you on, Ash, that sank. Also sank. Yes. I am feeling much more I was not captain of that point. I was not captain of that boat, by the way. That's right, 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 of course. Just putting that out there. Uh, it sank I from there. some creature that was attacking it. Some high-level creature, which may or may not be featured in the album art for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, all right, what about people from Skullbar? Do any of them have any kind of experience on a boat? We've found a small selection of elves that spent some time abroad. Some of them have little experience, but none of them got nearly so high as first mate on whatever ships they sailed on. Okay, but they have experience. We have found you a few elves who are most likely to not fall overboard the first time your ship begins to gain. You actually have no idea how often that happens. No, that's why I will not be one of your crew. And I'm going also. Someone needs to oversee these barrels. He slams his hand on the barrel again really hard. Stop hitting the damn uh, barrels. Just, yeah, don't. D- that's making us all nervous. Why? These things are incredibly sturdy. He, he's hitting it every time he has a syllable come out of his mouth. Um, then I'm going to regret asking this. What exactly is, going, is it going to take to blow this up if they're extremely sturdy? Oh, no. The barrels are incredibly sturdy. It's what you fill in them that will explode at a moment's notice. And is that in them in that one now? Oh, no, this is empty. What do you think I am, crazy? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair cop, but no, no, this barrel's empty. I think oh, it's God. empty. Okay. Pretty sure okay. I emptied it. Okay. We're going to die. Just want to make sure everyone is aware of this. Yes. Yeah, but we're going out in a bag. You say that every day. Yes, that's but this true. time we're going to be on a, sh- a boat that's got explosives on it. But to answer the young half-orc's question... Uh, these things actually, they're pretty safe. They don't blow up even if you set them on fire. The wood will burn off, but the contents will be fine. They really only blow up if you add water. That's a neat trick. Um, also yeah, so a bad deal safe. since we're going to be in a boat. Tell me you've thought of that. Well, yeah, I mean, we got to let the barrels sink to the bottom before they explode. So the time it takes yes. for the water to seep in. 100% dry. That's pretty much impossible. I'm not picking up what you're putting down. It's uh, a boat. Really? It'll be wet. Yeah, and the barrels will be sealed. We'll break the seal, toss them overboard. Water slowly seeps in through the broken seal. They hit the bottom. Before that happens, in theory, we gotta test this out. That's what this first voyage is gonna do. And then we see if a giant wall of thorns pops up out of the water afterwards. You know what? If we go out, if we're going to die, we might as well go out trying to save us. All right. That's the ticket. We fought a dragon. How much worse could exploding barrels be? Probably a shorter fight than the dragon. Huh. I didn't nip you this barrel. Go figure. Okay. Yep. And he tilts it over a little bit and he shows you it's full of apples. Oh. (laughs) I hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get to the boat. I'll help carry it. You'd be surprised how often I get that. I could probably carry one or two. Uh, no, we got a loading crew for that. Come on, okay. I'll show you the ship. Or boat. Is it a ship or a boat? I don't know. Ship. Okay. And I've already shown you the plan for it. So mm-hmm. it is quite large. Technically speaking, it would be considered a warship. It is armed with two ballista and two mangonels, which are basically a smaller version, a boat-sized version of a trebuchet which is, to be honest, pretty darn cool looking. And you, it, it's a ship with four decks, technically five, but the forecastle and quarter deck are the same height, but you know, whatever. Um, it has not been named, so they figured they'd leave that up to the captain. Um, if Ash is naming it, it's probably going to end up being named we're going, we're going to Die. 
To be honest, when I was looking for ship plans to share with you, one of the ships that showed up in my initial uh, search was called The Dark Lady. I almost selected that for the name just because Chris was going to be playing the captain. (laughs) Hashtag bread on the tree. Hashtag tink tink. Um, I'll punch you in the face. Let me check something. You don't need to come up with the name right this second. We'll, we'll assume that you came up with the name and then retroactively well, include it. Colors, color are this, the crystals and the, the build this city. They are psychedelic. Is there a prominent color at all? Uh, well, if you combine all waveforms of light, you get white light. So white or clear. I'm liking the suggestions for ship names that are coming up in chat. The HMS still more <laughs> impending doom. I still like USS. I'll punch you in the face. I mean, yes. Let's call it the Ruby. The Ruby? Okay. So the two ships that I have given to parties at this point, albeit one of them is a spaceship, but never mind about that, (laughs) are both named for things that are the color red. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Moving forward. Uh, You are on the ship. The crew is currently unnamed because the DM couldn't be bothered, and... I'll be honest, probably would not have made Ash's first cut if he was selecting all the crew himself, but beggars cannot be choosers, and no one's fallen overboard yet. So already, you know, promise. Okay, only one person has fallen over so far. They are immediately told to leave. You've been... They told to leave. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to turn the ship around to tell them that. God damn it. How far are we? I might be able to just... Princess carry them back to shore. <laughs> oh, I know that. You're work. about ten minutes out. I'm a pretty fast runner. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to say it's impossible for him. For him can do that. The USS I wanted to be a fireball. So, who are listening? Um, position wise, we've got Fahim as first mate. Uh, Unka is Bowman. Uh, so she's up in the crow's nest, keeping a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amara is navigator. And Paige, and this is going to be the death of us all, <laughs> is the one dealing with the weapon. Paige, help! <laughs> to be fair, though, she's not going to hesitate to use it if needed. So it's That's my thing. thought process. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to Paige, it's not a matter of the she's not going to use it when we need her to. It's a matter of we need to make sure she's not always using it. Yeah, make sure she's well, using it when we need it and only when we need it. Before you set sail, there may have been a moment where you saw Paige attempting to modify one of the ballistas so that it could fire her flying broom. <laughs> I would believe that, yeah. There's worse things she could do. It was determined that a flying broom, even though it flies magically, uh, with a passenger, is not quite aerodynamic enough to be safely launched from a ship ballista. You end up veering off in a random direction. Many spell slots by clerics were used that day. <laughs> well, Paige has done worse, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah. Also true. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Paige would argue that Paige has done better. But, but we that know might that. not be a good argument. <laughs> <laughs> I think her um, argument would go along the lines of, Paige, help! <laughs> So the reef is actually not that far out from the area where a makeshift dock was created to launch the ship. The entire thing is, by the way, literally grown. So where you would normally see a bunch of planks joined together, it is all one piece, except for the parts that needed to move. So like anywhere there's a portal or a hatch, those are separate pieces of wood that have been attached in post-production, let's say. But, yes, there's a reason why I added that emoji. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, the mast grows out of the deck. There's reinforcement placed at the base of it, but it's not a separate piece that was attached. It is hypothesized that after a few voyages, it's no longer going to be one solid piece. Ships always need various bits of maintenance and repair, but your maiden voyage, your, your shakeout voyage, it is... Imagine, if you will, a 3D printer that works with wood. Huh. And it's also our first mission. Great. Let's go. You can only go swimmingly. Well, oh, choice of word there. Mm-hmm. 
well, we're not trying to make the whole reef bigger at this point. We're just testing this stuff out. And if, if you look at the map here, we should probably get there and, well, oh, at the speed we're going, I have no idea when we'll get there, but it should be right about here. Amara um, would be able to determine that. Survival roll? I see a 25. Yeah, Amara knows exactly where that is based on the map and the speed and uh, the way the sun is angled just right. And also, it's like right there. You can, you can see it right. It's right. You're, you're only a few <laughs> hours away. Now, granted, with 25, Amara's pointing out that, you know, it's right there. The rest of you look and go, where? Like right there where the water is. We're in the ocean. Okay. Can I see it from where I'm at? I mean, yes, you can. It's, it, it's like, imagine, if you will, a Where's Waldo image where someone's saying, oh, yeah, Waldo's right there. They're right. Uh, Waldo's right there. But mm-hmm. you got to pick him out of everything else. Okay. But it's okay because Amara's a navigator. So Amara knowing where to go is, is what we need. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll take your word. I had to use complex directions before. I mean, I grew up on a monastery, and then I started wandering random directions looking for a fight, so... I grew up in a hole in the ground. That shocks no one. By the time I was 100, it was a much bigger hole. What I'm implying is that my family has grown considerably in wealth Uh, and property value, because we we have a booming business. A booming business. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Oh, that's good. Yep, my family's been using that joke for five generations. I can tell. <laughs> Never not funny. Always not funny. He smiles at that. Uh, you have very quickly come to the understanding that he occasionally will make choices specifically if he knows it's going to annoy somebody. I gathered that quite quickly, actually. Yes, but now it's in the recording, so everyone knows. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So... Uh, you reach your intended destination, and um, Barrel Blaster rolls out his barrel. It has been covered in hot wax. Well, not hot anymore. It cooled down. But they, they covered it in wax to make it watertight. And he just pulls out a dagger and um, stabs it in in one spot and pulls it out. And looks inside and says, yeah, this should do it. Anyone want to do the honors? Maybe you should. Um, yeah, absolutely knows what they're doing. Should okay. Do um, suggestion, oh, turn oh this ship around and sail at full speed because I don't want to be near this barrel when it goes. All right. You ready okay. to drop it? I'm going to wait until we're at speed before I kick this over the side. Okay. Um, so we'll turn the ship. Prep All crew, it. about face. Sure. That. She's trying. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying. (laughs) Right, right. And I appreciate that. In my head canon, Ash is yelling out directions that the people with sailing experience, while not the most skilled, are understanding and doing their best to follow. Fahim is yelling out instructions. hard to port. Yeah. Fahim is yelling out instructions that they then do the thing that they're supposed to do, regardless of what the instruction was, and pretend that they're following Fahim's instruction. So Fahima <laughs> said that, and then Ash just looked at her and just said, "All hands, hard to port, into the against the wind, into the wind." Sorry, full. Sp- okay, I know some sailing terms, not many, but some. <laughs> All right, and uh, Barrel Blaster goes up to the quarter deck, which, for those who are not familiar with sailing terms, as the DM is frequently not, is uh, the top part of the boat in the back. And he kicks the barrel over the edge, and he comes down to the main deck, squats down, and puts his fingers in his ears. Oh, no. And then he pulls his fingers out of his ears and stands up. I feel like something should have... And right as Ash is saying whatever he was saying, um, a giant clump of stuff explodes out of the water behind the ship. Um, a significant portion of it looks like uh, vines covered in thorns that are wrapping around things, but other parts look like various kinds of coral that have grown. Like, it's not that the coral got larger, it's that all the individual organisms that create coral multiplied at an accelerated rate. And there's this giant, almost dome shape structure where the barrel went in. Wow. 
If our goal is to make a dam, that looks like a successful test. Definitely, definitely the first step. Hmm. I was expecting a louder boom. There's no pleasing you. It is really weird hearing Ash say that. <laughs> well, in any case, looks like a successful test. We can go back to shore and fill this puppy up with a lot more of those. How many times do you think this is gonna before we actually get the dam proper? Oh, it'll be a few days at least. That doesn't sound too bad. I got the boys working on making a whole bunch of these. They've got a whole assembly line going. When you say these, do you mean the barrels or more ships? Because the more ships we have, the better this will work. If we're doing this with one ship, it it won't take days. It could take... Oh, ships? That's not my department. You want kindling? You talk to me. Ah, jeez. What? I'm admitting that I don't have expertise in a certain area. No, I appreciate that. Okay. Politics. The ship hits something. Uh oh. Do I? Can I see what it is at all from where I'm at on the top of the ship? From the top of the ship, you actually cannot. Now the ship hasn't really slowed down, but there was an audible thump that went through the deck. Someone check. Someone check the hull. I walk on the side of the boat to check the hull. Good plan. Okay. One second while the DM loads something up. Because doesn't matter. That doesn't matter if we're not slowing down. If that hull's breached, we're screwed. So this particular encounter, I named Worst Boat. (laughs) The encounter names don't matter. Is our boat a mimic? (laughs) Oh, no. Let me adjust my notes. (laughs) Does Fahim have inspiration? Yes, I do. People may use their inspiration. Granted, the past two sessions, you haven't had a lot of opportunities. Okay. So Fahim goes over the side. Um, At this point, I'm going to say... No one in the crew is shocked by this because Fahim has been using the slippers of spider climbing every chance she gets. Like, oh, there's a rope ladder to get up to the lookout post? Why? (laughs) Fahim has had those slippers so long she's forgotten it's not normal. Oh, there's benches around this table so we can sit on them while we eat. No, it's a thing. Um, So when you go over the side, you're going to roll me a perception check. Okay. 21. Okay. So you definitely see... Now, there, there's technically under the waterline, but they're working their way up. A four-armed Sahuigan climbing up the side of the ship. We got Sahuigan attacking. Relit. <laughs> Guess. Uh, all right. Paige starts making a klaxon sound. It's actually I'm going to go on deck so I can join the others in the fight. Right. All right. I'm going to climb down from wherever I'm at and get ready for that. Okay. Now, we have not yet been playing for an hour, but we are kind of on a strict timetable. So I think this is like the perfect moment for us to take a short break. And when we come back, we will have combat for the second half of the game. All right. Or you'll beat everything in one round, which has happened before. Has, yeah. Mm -hmm. But we'll find out. (laughs) I'm going to press buttons. We're back, and to save time, we have already rolled for initiative. Paige is going first, so welcome to Hit in the Abyss, where the DM plays all the characters. <laughs> yeah. So, fun fact: the ones that aren't here. Fun fact: Paige has a strength modifier of negative two. So, oh. and if you punch something, the way to run that encounter is the damage from the punch is. One plus your strength bonus. So in theory, if necessary, Paige could heal you one point per turn by punching you. I believe the exact wording of the rule is one plus your strength strength bonus that can never be lower than one. They forgot that last part in a lot of the 5th edition books. It they used also to be for- that way, but... They forgot it- that in that bot that we added... <laughs> to where you can say do an unarmed strike because I have a character that has a negative two to strength and when I roll to hit it says you've done negative one damage. <laughs> okay. So my little cobalt from our Sunday game can heal you by punching you a lot. It'll take a while. <laughs> Think of it like um, a relaxing massage. 
he's if getting you have out a bad all the constitution score, it's also possible to lose hit points by leveling up. This is also true. I got stronger. I got a rock. <laughs> okay, with that said, I am going to have Paige cast Infestation, because that's a fun spell. You cause a cloud of mites, fleas, and other parasites to appear momentarily on one creature you can see within range. It's going to be a Sahuagin. They are surrounded by basically a gray haze. They're far enough down the side of the ship that you can't make out the individual insect types. It screams, and opening your mouth in that was probably a bad idea. Oh, no. And lets go of the boat and falls into the water because someone rolled really low. Okay, moving forward. Amara, it's your turn. How many Sahuagans can I see? You can currently see one on the side of the boat that you're looking over. Just the one, okay. Uh, you're hearing sounds from other sides of the boat from various people that hints that there's other points of entry up the okay. side, but you, you can't see all around the ship at once. We've had a long rest since, yes, because I... Oh, you've had several long rests, yes. Okay. It's been a few days. I'm going to press that button. I, I got to keep saying it's been a few days for the Saturday games to help you catch up to the Monday game because that game's got a two-month lead right now. There was a lot of travel time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so Amara is going to cast Spiritual Weapon at second level over the head of, of the Sahuagin that she... And it's going to smash down and smack him. Sahuagin's not a fan. A 28 That's a natural 20. Oh, wow. a nat 20? <laughs> yeah, that hits. Roll your damage. Whoops. Yeah, sidekicks like this. R instead of slash two. I rolled very poorly, though. It's only eight. That's okay. <laughs> you did do some damage. I'm going to make the Sahuagin make a roll. It manages to hold on to the side of the boat. Okay. Uh, as my action, I am going to cast Toll the Dead on it. Okie doke. So that's a but, wisdom save. But it only save does more damage 16. if it's been injured. Yeah, yeah, you like how I did it in that way? Yeah. See, I'm not just a pretty face, Miss Mr. D. <laughs> so the wisdom save is 16 if they make. Uh, would you accept a 6? Uh, I would accept a 6 because that means I can roll 2d12s. 13 necrotic damage. Okay, noted. And that was your action and bonus action. So next up is going to be Fahim. All right, I run up to the nearest Sahuagin, and Fury of Blows. Okay, uh, I'm going to say, for the sake of simplicity, it is the same Sahuagin that has a spiritual weapon hovering above its head. Now, it's still on the side of the boat, not on top of the boat, but when has that stopped you? <laughs> so, my lowest is a 13. A 13 will not hit. You need a 16 or higher. All the others are above 20, so that means I get three hits, and... It has to make three constitution saves for a stunning strike. You're spending all that key now? Yeah. Well, it, well, it has. <laughs> until it exactly. Makes. Okay, well, that's a 19 on the die for the first save. Um, what, what stat was this again? Constitution. Constitution, okay. Um, uh, the target number is going to be above an 8, isn't it? It's a 15, so it failed its yeah. first shot. So, yeah, it's stunned. Um, and I deal 30 points of damage. Okay, well... The bad news is you don't kill it. The good news is... But he is not enjoying his day. Well, Falls the good off the news bulk. is it is really hard to hold on to the side of a boat when you've been stunned. Curse splash. And that is why she is first mate. Well, Fury of Blows takes up both my action and bonus action, and so that's my turn. It's a lot of punching, though. I love it. Okay, there are some people... Looking at my terms again. There, there are some crew on the quarterdeck who are pointing behind the ship at something and yelling and that's that action okay um i'll get over there and punch that in a moment (laughs) 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 well there are other things hopping up on the deck um so uh, another sahuagin and two creatures that look very much like how do i describe this so back in the initial heyday of the teenage mutant ninja turtles with in the 90s when they first started becoming popular. Um, Many different companies decided to capitalize on this idea and they made other creatures anthropomorphic and tried to sell them. Are we fighting the... I'm sorry? It was a joke. The power pachyderms were a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle spoof. Okay, you cut out right at the name, so I couldn't tell what you were saying. Um, Mm -hmm. Ellie, however, 
Ellie has found the thing that I'm talking about. They look like that. They're anthropomorphic sharks. I actually remember that show from when I was younger. I remember seeing commercials for it and thinking, no. Yeah, no. Even as a young child, I thought, no. I've never heard of this. Straight sharks. Yeah, they're anthropomorphic sharks that were very 90s, very turtle ripoff. Yeah. I, no, yeah, no there was very 90s and then there was the street sharks. Yeah. Imagine, if you will, that all of the script writers and voice actors, or at least people of similar talent, went to make another show much later when the bar had been raised for animation. Hmm. Like We keep lowering that bar and you keep trying to crawl under it. Moving forward. Well, there's two of those and there is a... Uh, another Sahuigan that climbs on board as well. Um, Barrel Blaster is doing a wonderful uh, run around one of the trebuchet where uh, the Sahuigan tries to go around one way, so he goes that way, and then tries to go the other way, so he goes the other way. They are on the exact same initiative order, so I'm get, I get to do this. Um, and then he smiles, smacks a lever, the trebuchet goes off, and the Sahuigan goes, Woohoo! Without actually making that sound <laughs> that too comedic. Okay. I can get used to this. Okay. However, the sharks, it is their turn. So one of them is going to make a run for Amara. Oh, no. And that is... What's its bonus to hit? You know, I had the Sahuigan still selected, so I saw... Oh, it attacks with a trident. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it goes in for a munch. Uh, plus nine. Oh, okay. violent. Yeah. So that's a 23. Snap. Uh, that just barely hits. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, and that's not even its final. Th- oh, that's wonderful. Uh, you take 22 points of piercing damage. Okay. Okay. I see you. I see. And the other one is going to run for, who's it going to run towards? Well, not Fahim. Fahim's already over the side of the boat, so it can't even <laughs> see Fahim. Uh, it's going to go for Ash. Okay. Okay. Um, well, if I add the bonus to hit, that's an 11. Uh, Apparently no. these things can sense Chris. Mm, I think they're <laughs> pecking on me. Yeah. Well, I could have them specifically both target the clerics, but... Uh, okay, so that's their turn. Now, Ash, it's your turn. There's a shark <laughs> okay. person in front of you. Uh, Gunblade out, and I'm going to take two slashes at it. For the record, the shark person that you're fighting is Shark B. It's a 25 and a 29 to hit. Uh, they both hit. I'm going to say that B is, well, B is what the encounter builder put in here to differentiate between the two of them. I'm going to say B stands for Barry. <laughs> Barry the shark person. That's a, wow, those rolls are terrible. Thank God for the bonus. That's a 16 on both strikes. Okay. Can't do any of my fancy stuff because it's, yeah, melee. <laughs> okay. Well, that is noted. Uh, is that your turn? Uh, yeah, I'll save my action surge in case I'm... Okay, Onka, you're up. Okay, um, I'm going to attempt to heal Amara, because she just got bit by a shark person, which I've never seen before. So I'm going to cast um, Healing Word at third level. Um, and assuming I'm within 60 feet of her, I guess that could be. And... Uh, see how does this work a creature of your choice that you can see within range regains hit points equal to uh in this case it's three d4 plus three hit points so i think i just roll it and it's whatever it is is that right yep Yep. okay all right three d4 i've got a four and four and a three and it is plus three so 14 14 yeah amara will take it okay so that's my action and as a bonus i'm going to cast spiritual weapon uh and healing word as a bonus action action okay well so you have an action okay i'm going to cast uh, um guiding bolt second level on whichever shark person is uh least damaged that would be the one that bit amara because that one hasn't okay been hit yet Okay, so I'm going to hit that one. So that's, um, let's see, 5d6 damage at uh, second level. And, okay, so that's 
On a hit, the target takes 4d6 radiant damage and the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage thanks to the glittering light on him. So, provided um, you hit, I, so roll a d20 Provided first. I hit, yeah. Uh, that hit something on my desk. Uh, I've got a 13. A 13 plus. and your bonus is plus oh. 7, so that's a dirty 20. You hit. All right, so that's 5d6. Get those. One, three, four, five. Okay, I've got five. All right, I've got a six and a four and a three and a two and a one. I think I lost that. I think I counted 17 there. I think so, yeah. 16? And 16, I think. It is now more injured than the injured one. And it is. That that glitter and sparkle is not just little bits of sea foam that are cinematically wafting off of it as it attacks. Yes. It looks like someone used a bath bomb. (laughs) (laughs) The wrong kind of bath bomb. Right. I think the next person to hit it gets advantage. Mental note, no one told Barrel Blaster about the idea of bath bombs because he might take it in a different direction. Yes. Bath grenades. <laughs> God damn it, use your inspiration. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be <laughs> Man, this is so relaxing. The door cracks open just a little bit and something gets tossed in. No! <laughs> Why do I smell like lavender now? <laughs> Ellie's in chat. Water in the hole! <laughs> Or, oh, no, no, that that would take it in a different thing where someone's not taking a bath, but someone throws a grenade at them and suddenly it casts prestigitation. <laughs> I can see usage for this, particularly at gaming conventions. <laughs> oh, there you go. No, for a gaming convention, you'd want something that would cover the entire room. Barrel Blaster has a keg for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's Paige's turn. Paige, help! Paige is going to cast Toll the Dead. It used to be a wisdom saving throw. Shucks are not known for their wisdom. That's a 12, so that's not going to do well. And that's going to be 2d8 points of damage. No, wait. It's injured. They're injured. Just 12s. So this is fair play. All the times where I picked up a d12 to roll instead of a d20. I'm not doing that. Hey, I I know that many of you would appreciate that mistake. I've done that, so I can't I can even say anything. It's easily done. That's a one and a five. Well, mm. D12s don't get much use otherwise, so they have to they have to be tell sneaky. That, <laughs> tell that to the Goliath barbarians. Yes, yeah, but, there but aren't how many that of those many. are there? I have at least two ready to go. Yes, but you're also a fan of Critical Role. I do like Grog and Travis in general, so... Well, yes, and Travis don't you have, like, 200 other characters ready to go because you make them as a pastime? <laughs> you know what? That is not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I will have you know, madam, I like making characters. So back don't when I was younger, I didn't always have a group, and I would actually just sit in my room making more and more D&D characters that I never got to play. So that's a mood. Moving forward. Page is alternating between saying Page helped, Page says hi, and betray. And the Kraken! <laughs> Speaking is a free action, so just assume this is happening during everyone's turn. With that right. said, <laughs> Amara, there is a large shark person that just bit you. How many peop- How many enemies can I see on board? Uh, right now, with a quick glance, you see um, there is two shark people on board. There were other Sahuagin but they have been discharged from the vessel in a variety of means. So how many? How many t- right now you the- see two targets. Both of them are shark people. Two. Then I was just being at first level on the two charisma saving throws for them, please. Well, sharks are known for their charismatic ability, <laughs> uh, which is why they have a negative three to charisma. Oh, no. We need some dolphins. That's a nat 20. Okay. And once you add the modifier, that one's a one. So it's a dirty one. Wow. <laughs> both both ends of the spectrum. Okay. Uh, <laughs> both ends of the spectrum. So the nat 20 succeeds. The one uh, now must roll a d4 on all its attacks uh, and saving throws. I'm going to say that subtract the, that. I'm going to say that the sorry one is the one that's attacking Ash. Because I'm going through okay. alphabetical order. One of them is shark A and one of them is shark B. 
And bonus action, the move my spiritual weapon over to the shark that's gnawing at me and smack. Does a dirty 20 do it? A dirty 20 will hit. Don't you get advantage because that one's glittery? Also true. Mm -hmm. But so roll again to see if it gets a natural 20. It was not. We'll take the dirty 20. Go ahead and roll your damage. Eight points of radiant damage. No, force damage, sorry. You went from rolling bad to rolling exactly average. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Fahim, you are on the side of the ship. You are not near any enemies. The last one you were fighting, you stunned into submersion. But to the end of your turn, it will no longer be stunned. But also the but ship was moving at speed. The ship. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume that one's not a problem, so I'm going to make my way to the deck of the ship. And upon seeing a shark person eating Amara, I'm going to run up to that one and start punching. Nom, nom, nom. And I got two 13s, a 23, and an 18. 13 is its armor class. Actually, yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, nice. So all four hit? Four hit. Wow. So behind the scenes shenanigans here... If you haven't guessed, I'm using the stats for giant sharks. I'm just saying oh, they also have arms and legs. Because, you know, thematically yeah. color. And it means the stats are already made. It means I can actually have them fighting you while you're on the boat, other than saying, hey, wouldn't you like to go for a swim? You should go for a swim. <laughs> Why are you going for a swim? You should... Okay, the boat disappears. You're all swimming now. I don't have to do that, because they can hop up on the boat for you. Um, no, let's, let's not well, go back to... can just walk on the surface of the water anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's not go back to the opening of the gates where boats where boats just disappear from under us. That wasn't so. I do thirty three points of damage, and I'm going to spend how many key points I need to try a stunning strike. By the way, Chris, I got that reference. Thank you. My favorite is when they showed up in Westfall. Yeah, that was weird. I had a hard time believing it, and then I was shown footage. I ended up sure once. So, how many rolls am I making that are Constitution saves? Yes, up to four. It has to make it has to make a save of fifteen Constitution. It failed its first one. All right, so I'm getting off on easy on the key. It's now stunned and thirty three points of damage. You're not eating Amara today. We need to see your reservation. Okay, my um, turn because Flurry of Blows takes up both actions. Okay, uh, next up is the Sahu again that got stunned. Uh, their stun wears off. They look around, realize the boat is well far away from it, and it has a much higher swimming speed than the Sahuigan has. So it just sort of like hangs its head and slowly swims off while um, the end theme from the Incredible Hulk TV show plays. Meanwhile, um, the crew at the back of the boat are still yelling and pointing, and one of them is pointing a ballista and firing it. No, don't, don't do that. But the rest of the party is currently dealing with shark people that are on the boat. So they don't see what that is yet. And none of you have, has said that you're spending time to go and look. So move forward. Uh, it's time for giant sharks. Yay. Oh, and by the way, Barrel Blaster has decided that he's not getting close to the sharks. He's decided that um, it, it's a good idea Did to delegate responsibility. Did I? Uh, I don't know. No, no. You go after the giant sharks. Because remember, one tried to take a bite out of you, and then you got to shoot it in the face or stab it. Has how many turns? She's only had one this turn. This is turn two. This is round two. Yeah. Yes, but but Ash finished her second term. Yes, but Ash is before Fahim. Uh, Ash got a twenty. Fahim got a fifteen. Oh. No, no. Amar got a twenty-one. Ash got lower than Ash got. A, Ash got a. T- you you told me Ash got an eleven. No, Ash got an eleven plus his nine. <sighs> okay. Well. I actually cannot change the entry for... I might be able to, but I might screw everything in the process. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. If that's how we did it last time, it's all good. Yeah. I was just very confused. How, how did Fahim go before Ash? It's because I heard the 11, but I didn't look to see that you got a bonus. So, chalk it up to DM failure. I will carry this burden. Uh, although, if you recall, from the first episode from our first session, I said, anytime we screw up, it's a house rule. <laughs> Ash just goes last. That's the house rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Onka's going last. Onka got a zero right. for initiative. Yes. Onka's going last. Yes. <laughs> okay. Giant shark number one, um, or shark A. I'm going to call him Adam. Bob. 
No, it's shark A, so Adam. Shark B is Barry. Uh, so Adam, the shark, spends their turn stunned. They are unstunned at the end of their turn or the end of Fahim's turn? I think it's Fahim's turn, correct? Uh, reading right now until the end of my turn, yes. Yeah, that's what my I turn. thought. Just double checking. So they are spending their time not regretting their life choices because uh, giant shark people live in the moment. They live in the now. They don't look back and worry about choices they made in the past. They just think about what they can shove in their mouths now. And right now, it's nothing because they're stunned. That's why monks are broken because they can cheat. <laughs> well, up until they're out of those points. Giant I'm way of the open palm, which gets extra key points. Yeah, open palm gets extra key points. Unless that extra number of key points is an eight that fell over, it's still exhaustible in some way, shape, or form. Uh, they get back at a short rest. With that said, Barry yeah, I've the used shark. four, and I still have six left, so. Well, yeah. Also, you're level 10, so I would expect you to have a, a large number of these. It, it's a key class feature. Uh, clerics have a lot of spell slots right now. You've got a lot of key. It works. Um, Barry the shark is going to try to bite Ash again because it worked so well the last time. How rude. Uh, that is a 16. That's on the that's on the number. Okay. 22 points of piercing damage. Ow. I'm doing the ash. Oh. It would be 3d10 plus 6. Although I have a decent health pill, so that's actually not too bad. Now, you go right after this shark because I put in the wrong number. So is there anything you'd like to say as a rebuttal? Uh, eat my blade and take two... Tonight we dine on fin soup. <laughs> Don't eat fin soup for real. It's unethical. But this is d d 22 and a dirty 20. Those are both going to hit. 19. Uh, I will pop my two more swings. You're cutting out there, but I believe you said you are using your action surge to hit it a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to head The DM has no problem with this. So 15 and 13. We'll both hit because its armor class is 13. 20. And as my bonus action, I'm going to pop my second win to just heal a little bit. Shark people apparently don't believe in investing in armor class. <laughs> and I get 14 points, of 14 points of healing. To be fair, no one taught them how to put on armor. And probably the Sahuagin have wisely decided not to get too close and try to put armor on them. <laughs> but that's all conjecture. All right, moving forward. Onka. Okay, so it sounds like Ash just kind of healed himself. Um, what's the status on the two sharks? Uh, for one the two stunned? sharks, they are both very injured. Okay. Uh, not. They're on this side of bloodied, but they're close. Okay. One of them is currently um, stunned. The other one is currently eating ash. Okay. Um, is the one that's eating ash the one I hit before? That's the one that was eating Amara, right? Um, the one eating Amara is the one I stunned. Okay, that one's stunned. So I'm going to hit the one that's attacking ash with uh, another guiding bolt. Okay. Third level. So that's six. That's going to be a d20 roll. A third level? Yeah, you have to roll the hit. Anyway. So roll a d20. Yeah, it, yeah. I got a 19 on the dice. Oh, yeah, we don't need to add a bonus for that. That hits and then some. So now we okay, roll the damage. Okay, so that's 6d6. All right. I have a 6. I have okay. a 4. 10. And another 4. 14. And another four. Eighteen. And a three. One more. Oh. That's a six. Twenty-seven. Okay. It's bloody now, and the next person who tries to take a swing at it is going to have advantage. Yes. <laughs> you just messed up its day, honey. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> and um, I think that's it for now. Okay. Um, Moving forward. Page turn. <laughs> Paige will help. Uh, Paige has uh, used her broom to fly to the back of the boat and is casting a spell. You do not see what the spell is. But you assume it is not one that you'd want to be on the business end of. Amara. Okay. Um, the one that is decided that decided it wanted to jump. It's stunned, isn't it? Until the end of Fahim's turn and Fahim goes after you. So yes, currently it's not doing a whole lot. Okay. Well, it's really mess up its day. Fifth level inflict wounds. No, no, no. It's supposed to be the thing that inflicts the wounds. You're doing this backwards. This isn't how it's supposed to be. You're not using the right rule book. Mom! To hit. So, 
I, I see several roles here, and I'm trying to parse which one is the current. The, the latest one is the one that's the current one? Okay, so I rolled twice. I rolled the. because it's advantage, because it's stunned. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so the first was a 12, and then it was the 19, so 19. Okay. So, so that's a melee 17. spell attack. Yes. Okay. So 37 um, points of necrotic damage. Yeah, this one is very bloodied. And just for good measure, my spiritual weapon's going to come over and clonk it as well. Like, okay, so here's the injury. Here's the insult. <laughs> With a 27 to hit. You will land a glancing blow. And that's seven points of force damage. It helps. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's shift? funny. And the chat okay, there. yeah, that's an accurate GIF. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on forward. Fahim. The one that tried to eat Amara is still standing, so I'm going to make another Fury of Blows. I have a suspicion that it will not actually have its stun end at the end of your turn. <laughs> How did I roll ten three times in a row? I don't know. Oh, wow, you did! But that's like ten, that's three twenties, so... So, um, yeah, every one of those hits. How much damage do you roll per hit? Total of 30, 30 damage. How do you want to do this? Ooh. Well, Fahim's got her classic. I think she's going to stick to it. Roundhouse kick to the face. No more head. Okay, so the head takes up a significant portion of its torso as well. This is probably your most gruesome beheading you have ever participated in. Uh, A few sessions ago, I ripped someone's head and spine out. And this is more gruesome? That's true. Yeah, because head and spine versus torn in half. Yeah, I can see why that's more gruesome. It's... I'm I'm not saying that it's not a contender for the throne, but it, these are both high up there. This one might be a little worse only because you're currently living in the moment for this one, and the deck is covered in chum. All right, one down, one more to go, and then we see what has the crew worried at the back. Okay, at the end of your turn, the corpse is no longer stunned. <laughs> it finally relaxes. It just spent its whole life feeling like it had to keep moving. Down it can run. All right, moving forward. We're up to... Giant Shark B, which is Barry. So Barry is not currently stunned. Barry is glittery. Barry is upset. And Barry has an opponent in front of him who does not have all of their hit points. Um, So there's an ability for Giant Sharks called Blood Frenzy. The shark has advantage on melee attack rolls against any creature that doesn't have all of its hit points. So it's going to go for Ash again. And that roll is... Coward. Well, it it had a chance to roll for advantage, and it chose wisely because my first roll was a 3 on the die. The second roll, however, when I add in the bonus, that is a 24. Definitely hits. 22 points of piercing damage. And that's probably its last attack ever. Probably. Ash's turn? Ash's turn. Uh, Two swings of the gunplay. Come on, nat 20. Yeah, I can want it to. Two nat ones. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> oh my Two, god. Not one. The dice just hate you today. Yes, it does, because I'm not using my dice. I'm using this, I'm using sidekick, and I hate it. Okay. <sighs> so the shark lives for another turn, kind of, sort of. It's got six seconds. <laughs> I'm not sure it has that. Unka, you're up. Okay. Um, let's see what I can do to that one. Two nat ones, though, seriously, in a uh-huh. row. Not the first time that you've rolled two nat ones in a row. No, I rolled three nat ones in a row while I was on top of a tree. How beat up is this shark? Bloody. Right very bloodied. Bloody, Not very as bloodied bloody. as the half a shark that you can see over near Fahim. Oh, yeah, well, that anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> about that one. Okay. Um, Unless zombies are really safe now. Okay. Uh... Not knowing what the rest of the crew is fighting, I'm gonna do uh um I'm gonna do a guiding bolt at first level, figuring this thing's probably not uh got a t- so um let me roll that. I got a four. <laughs> That's probably not gonna work. Uh four well a four would have plus seven, but no. Oh, yeah, okay, so that's not going to work. Um, okay, I'm going to cast a spiritual weapon and hit him with it. <laughs> Okie doke. Roll a d20. Okay. Got a 13 on the dice. Plus 7. That's dirty 20. Okay, cool. Um, it's 1d8 one, one plus 3. I'm using almost all the dice today. And I've rolled 1, so it's 4. And Tell us that's enough. 
Yeah, I mean, that's all I got. I would love to say, how do you want to do this at this point? But no, we're not at that point. No, it wasn't enough for that, I know. No. All right, I'm done. I'm going to mention something after this battle's done, and some of you are possibly going to be annoyed. Moving forward, Paige is still at the back of the boat. Moving forward, Amara, it's your turn. Okay, so the one that's on was on Amara is down. The one that was on Ash is still. Yes. But looks hurt. Looks very hurt. Not as hurt as the one that was biting you, but you have a feeling that with a little bit of effort, you can fix that. Okay. Okay, then. Uh, let's do a first level guiding bolt. First level guiding bolt and Fahim goes right after. Oh, that's gonna That's be- a natural 20. Yes, it is. So that's 8d6. And you said you hated Psychic. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, Psychic was only nice to me after I berated Psychic. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 22 points of radiant damage. Okay. And it's sparkly. And it's sparkly. Oh, uh, and there's there's nothing else on the boat. It's just a shark. Currently, the only enemy on the boat is the shark. Okay. I will hold my spiritual weapon for Fahim to go and do her punchy thing. Okay. Fahim, you're up. You've been All tagged right, in. So if I understand the spell right, I get advantage only on my first attack. So That's correct. So that's a 28 on the first one. And let me roll the other three. Do me a favor. Roll the damage on that first attack. Just the first one? Okay. Just the first one. He has a feeling. So first one does 10 damage. How do you want to do this? I am a tornado of decapitation. Well, that's The terrifying. DM is somewhat disturbed by this statement. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever play Street Fighter? You know Chen-Li's Whirlybird kick? Yep. Yeah. That's basically Fahim, but it comes with decapitation. <laughs> Don't get on the wrong side of you. This is Fahim uh, playing Chun-Li after Chun-Li has been added into Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, with two sharks dead, I'm now going to see what the rest of the crew at the back of the ship are worried about. Okay. Um... I would argue that you definitely still have your movement. So, yeah, you can run back to the back of the ship and you see what the crew have been yelling and shooting at. Um, You see a fin that is chasing the ship. It is a big fin. One could argue that it is a huge fin. Betrayed! And, well, yes, you're definitely hearing some of that. Give me a perception (laughs) check. No doubt. Who? Fahim. Six. You just see the fin. (laughs) And I walk down the back of the boat and punch the fin. Um, next week, because I think this is where we're going to end it. Okay. Um, because, uh, let's be honest, we need to stop recording in 20 minutes no matter what. And this would be a whole other set of combat. We're not going to do that in mm, 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yep. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tonight, I was joined by a bunch of awesome, incredible people, including Chris. Ellie's hanging out in chat. Jen and Cindy, let's do a few quick plugs. Chris has a fortnightly recorded podcast, AzerothCTC.com is where you can find it. They recorded a new episode today while I was taking a nap or I'd have been listening. I wasn't there, so I don't know what was what they talked about either. So we will all be surprised. Fantastic. But <laughs> don't let the name fool you. They do talk about non-Warcraft stuff also. This is, they started We're off meaning to rebrand? But we just keep just talking about other stuff, so we don't actually rebrand. We're not very good at this. I don't know if anyone is aware of that yet. <laughs> you are aware that this podcast is hosted on AaronBSmith.com slash Cogwheel, because I am equally bad at rebranding things. Fair. Uh, actually, to be fair, if you went to MyGuildHome.com, it would also take you there. And I should probably rebrand to that URL. It's an older URL that I just redirected. But, you know, never mind. Uh, let's move down the list here. Jen has a blog and podcast. You can find that at BookOfJen.net. And we have a Patreon, Patreon.com slash Gaming. You can join other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Cindy, Ellie, and Eric, and help us keep the lights on. And by helping us keep the lights on, I mean... Paying for my server costs, because that's not very cheap. But moving forward, we've reached the end. And until next time, this is Crash saying, Paige helped. <laughs> Betrayed! <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>